0: I made that. How good is that? It's only version 1.0. There's going to be better versions. Uh, Did I see Nick smile? That's That's the best thing thing
1: I've seen all day. (laughs) That's the best thing I've seen all day. (laughs) What I've I've
0: wasted it on that goddamn shit show that we've just seen. Hello, everybody, and welcome to ABW Live. It was uh, Arsenal nil, Burnley nil. We had 102% possession, 300 shots on goal, 142 corners got bugger all out of it what an absolute nightmare Right, let's say hello to uh our guest first of all it's deke he's he's with us for this one is with us for the preview show because i forgot to get somebody else because i sent some messages to people on dms and they didn't fucking reply and i forgot to check up with it so uh welcome back deke two shows in a day
1: oh what a game what a game to have my uh to have my brace on you know <laughs> deke gets a brace with burnley oh. nice
0: nice now, uh, I'm going to be in trouble tonight because both of these two are Twitch people and I'm going to struggle to get any words in. You know what Twitch people are like, Nick? They never shut up. So, Nick, you're right.
2: Yeah, I'm all right, Danny. How are you after watching that uh,
0: crap? It was, uh, it was terrible. It was so bad. Because uh, well done. Well done, Sky Sports. Well done, Premier League, for not putting that game on. We see now why you didn't put it on. Say, we ABW Some precognition sneakily. right there. We, we did a watch-along. One of us. Might have had a stream of a, an IPTV and we might have got everybody all in a big group watching it like we're watching it now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Nick fucked off after about half an hour. James fucked off at half time. <laughs> John uh, didn't, didn't say a word for the entire fucking <laughs> game. We did was <laughs> moan. Oh, let's say hello to some of the, the, the poor, unlucky people in the chat. There's Cy, there's Josh, Richard, Winston. Who else is there? Gemini, Thunder Road. Is he angry? The natives are restless, Danny. Let's get started. <laughs> Dejan is there. Avon is there. Bloody hell! Excellent. Julio is there. Carnage is there on Twitch. So is Michael there on Twitch? And what other ones have we got here? Stream Elements is there. It's still it's still after us. So I've got no idea what it wants. Mike Hertz, my Guatemalan um, brother-in-law, is there? And VJ. Ah, oh, VJ, you're here for a show. Excellent. Right. Oh, dear, oh dear. Where do we begin with that absolutely Oh, well, I want Nick, Nick and uh Dig, I want you both to describe that game in one word. I, it, <laughs> and, and people in the chat, I want you to describe that game in one word and then I'll highlight it go on. Dick, before, you go. To, before you
1: started talking before you started the pod, you 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 did something. An ex- exasperated gasp. <sighs> that. <laughs> I said Partly that I that noise uh, is more poignant than any word you could give. I'm. That's my word. <sighs>
0: <laughs> um, oh, Russ is there? As Russ is there? Um, right. Michael says slow. Julia Julio says frustrating. Dijan has put park bus. VJ has put naff.
1: Good uh, words. And has oh,
0: put okay. torrid. Mike has put frustrating. Richard has put fart.
1: I was going to say Theos- some people have pulled out some theosauruses there, but far, I...
0: <laughs> I don't we, lack we lacked everything We everything. Winston's put 95. I hope you're using this time to think of a word, Nick. Richard's yep. put bollocks. Uh, Nick, what, what word have you come up with? Dross. Dross. That's very good. I'm going to put moribund. That means near death. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> put dire. Oh, what... I was busy because I got up late and um, I was busy for the first 20 minutes of the game just organising the shows and getting the YouTubes ready and doing the cut and paste bits so I didn't make any oh uh, BX has put abysmal lovely um, and so I didn't make any notes and then said said so are you making notes for any of this oh Mark has put turgid that's a good one I said I've not made any notes I'll start making notes in a minute you know how many notes <laughs> I made 76 minutes Lacazette should have scored that was my notes for the entire bloody game oh Richard has put groundhog other Richard has put predictable or oh, Dejan has put opt smarted does that I don't even know what that means and Rudy, outsmarted
2: maybe spelt it
0: wrong outsmart oh outsmarted could be yes uh and Rudy's put knew it so Nick what was your thoughts what do you think because you didn't do the preview show what did you think it was going to be before the game and did it live up to your wild expectations <laughs>
2: Well, you know what I'm like, being the sarcastic twat that I am. I said Burnley were going to win 7-0 because yeah. I've got in my head. If I say the complete opposite of what I want to happen, then something might actually happen well. But that didn't work at all. I think it backfired twice on me today, like a shitty old German flowerpot car.
0: Yeah, it's not been started since July, hope. It's still going. Probably uh, not. Yeah, need to get it started and get it cleaned so I can sell it. Um, See what was-
1: I was going to say the striker too deep comment that just popped up there, uh, yeah. Divian. Uh, the problem is he had to drop deep to kind of get involved in the play because we're playing so deep and we're not getting the ball through the play, uh, through the center. Lokonga barely got the ball and barely got any support because unfortunately we're trying to play Erdegaard there, whose job is more, uh, more as a number eight than as a number four. Um, which is what laconga needs. He needs someone to sit behind him, which allows him to be able to uh, get his medium-range passes involved, and that's the reason why Lacazette you saw him drop. Uh, one of the one of the mo- one of the more exciting moments in the first half was when Lacazette did drop, and then sort of interlinked uh, with Lekonga, um, which ended up creating uh, quite a nice flowing attack. So the issue isn't necessarily uh, Lacazette's move, but having to drop deep. It's the fact that we don't have. The, the midfield to support him to be able to him to stay up top that's that's what I feel on that one anyway that's what I saw for 90 minutes or 94 Yeah, John White
0: says Edu has to take the blame for a terrible time on and off the pitch this January Arteta can only work with what Edu has given him uh, in brackets or with any players he any players he leaves with the club out of two cups and top four well as our Josh put in our WhatsApp group Nick that's one point closer to top four uh, has Josh got a point there, or was he just was he, was he trolling us?
2: Yeah, he's definitely trolling, you know, he's like... I mean, that's right what they said at full-time. If we want to make top four, we've got to be winning these games. I think most of us have said it, you know, Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, home and away, doesn't really matter. Anything we could get out of those game is, games is a bonus, but we've got to beat the teams that we are supposed to be. I know they say no one you know, has a God given right to beat anyone, but if you're gonna get in the top four, you've got to beat Burnley who are rock bottom of the
0: premiership and one win yeah, all season. Yeah. You've one, got one to beat win all those season teams.
1: That's
2: I uh, it's hard to digest well it's that's hard to digest what happened in that game because nothing really happened in that game.
0: And amazingly, we only made one substitution. I know we had five kids on the bench that are probably still going through puberty. But when we look at the basic stats, Deke, 75.7% possession, 88% pass success rate. They only had 65%. And shots on, tar- well, shots on goal, 20, on target, 5. And uh, so if I go to on target, Lacazette, 0, Smithrow, 1, Odegaard, 2, one of which was a free kick, Saka, 1. And Gabriel won. I mean, that's unforgivable that Lacazette didn't get a single shot on target. How about off target? Lacazette got three off target and Saka got four off target. But every single player on the pitch, apart from Ramsdale, all had at least one shot off target. So we were trying. So where did it all go wrong?
1: Uh, Well, we're uh, we're not potent up top. Um, okay, like you know, I was saying that Lacazette had to drop deep because uh, of the lack of mid- midfield depth. Um, but uh, overall, Lacazette is not a potent, not a potent striker. He was never brought to Arsenal as uh, a, you know, a goal machine. Um, he's he's definitely uh, for for such a short guy. You know, he's uh, he's brilliant at holding up the ball, interlinking and bringing other players in, uh, involved and stuff. And on a good day, it works out really, really nicely. Uh, with Martinelli and Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe coming off him. Um, That's the reason why we're seeing Emil Smith-Rowe having one of his best seasons now and and definitely earning that number 10 shirt. Um, But uh, we we, we know it. We've seen it all season. And, uh, you know, if we really want to push on and try and get this top four, this eluded top four for many, many years, which will get us that very well-needed Champions League football and what comes with it is the reputation which we can then hold on to players like Saka and Martinelli. We need to bring ourselves a striker in that's a little bit more clinical, who's, who's going to be in the positions to to get on the end of things and be in the box and be involved and look for those cutbacks when Saka and Martinelli beat 17 players down the wings and put the <laughs> ball into a beautiful little spot that no one's made a run into because no one's got that because Lacazette's, you know, huffing and puffing after 65 minutes or or too busy uh, being so deep because he has to because of the lack of midfield depth. So I can moan about the midfield problem that we've, we can all clearly see, but to be different and you know, the, the, the fact that he's got not one single shot on target really shows exactly where our problems lie ahead. I know that we're suffering in the midfield area, but striker is more important.
0: True. Nick, uh, Julio is in the chat has said, Guys, if no striker comes in, do, does Arteta bring back Aubameyang? Will it be about the fourth four, or 5th time that he's been out in the cold and brought back again?
2: Well, he'll have to. He'll have to cut his nose off to spite his face and just... I think that's what he's done anyway. He's got to get him back in. So even if old um, Vlavovic, well, I can't say his name yet. Yeah, uh, Vlahovic, uh, Vlahovic.
1: Vlahovic. Yeah, that one. Vlahovic. Him Vlahovic. Him. Vlahovic.
2: Just call him Dusan. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, that dude. But um, yeah, even if he comes in, I'd still bring him back in because, you know, I just think that's just proven that over the last, what, four years, how reliant we've been on Obamiang's goals to get us out of a muddle. And I know. He's been a bit off the last few months, but then we know, you know, the last year is probably the worst year he's had in his career. For example, I, I think he's had COVID twice. The bloke's had malaria. He's had a lot of problems, you know, in his personal life with his family and stuff like that. And I know you should. I don't say it's hard to be more professional, you know, you know, playing football, but family comes first, you know, with anything, you know, rather than football, no matter how much we're buying him. I mean, we still don't officially know what he's done, you know, to get, you know, chucked out into the cold. They still, that's weird. We keep everything private, but when stuff come out, we still try and keep it private. And then people end up making up stuff that could actually be worse than what's actually happened. You know, we still don't know exactly what he did. I mean, if he was a little bit late for training, who really cares if he's banging him in? The weekend, you know, he's still our captain, and you know, i he can't be the only person that's ever been late for training before.
1: He's but he's not not even late for training, late for games. He's been late for well, games yeah, but, uh, yeah, multiple the, times. Well, that's pretty late, poor. He was late when for being no, sure. This. But when you're setting the example as the Arsenal captain, yeah, that right. is poor. If he's just a squad player, then he probably wouldn't have been collapsed on as much as he has been. But he's set, he's accepted the, the title, the mantle of being the captain at Arsenal Football Club, he's very happy to take that on and be the guy that everybody looks up to. But you've got to have that, you've got to step up to that piece of extra responsibility. Like what, turning up on time or even early? You've got to be set, you've got to be the first man out there, the last man out there uh, uh, when it comes to the end. You're you're always there, you're supposed to live, breathe it. And he's, he's, he's just taking it for granted and he's been shown up.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, you got to. Say, I mean, I think most of us will agree he probably wasn't the best name to be given the captaincy. No, anyway, I, I, yeah, it, especially you know how you know how he's been throughout his career. I would not say go as far as say he's been a troublemaker, but what was the word? A bit of a prima donna? Is that is that the right word? You well, know, the look at,
1: you, 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 it doesn't take two seconds to have a little look at him. You know, you can make an assessment on. He's a brand. A lot of these big footballers are a brand. You know, he's got to have his hair on point. He's got to drive the flashy car that's got the, that's you know, it's been wrapped or multicolored and stuff. He's a brand. He's not just a football player anymore. We don't live in that world where football players are just the guy that will pop down the pub and have a couple of bevies and make a couple of bets. These are the guys that are franchises now. They're they're, they're brands. They're marketed. They need to be done correctly. He's not just a player. He's a brand. And that's the reason why, you know, his, his video when he signed for the Arsenal was so flamboyant because he's a brand, you know, his logo and everything. That's why.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's true. And like you said, being captain and not not just captain, you know, the age he is, he should be an example for the youngsters. Agreed. Agreed. And irrelevant of being late, his late is on time. People like him and lack is there, you know, the experienced players. They should, you know, especially the captain. He should be the first person there every yes, single exactly. training session, yeah. every game. Like I said, it's a lead by example sort of thing. And, exactly. you know, he hasn't done it, but you've got to, do you, bl- you know, would you blame him more for not being the captain we wanted him to be or for the people who gave it to him? Because Agreed. it's just a weird, it's, we're not the only club where we just give, you know, you just give captaincy to the best player or your star player rather than someone who's actually captain material.
1: I, I'm, I'm not a fan. I don't know about you, Danny. I'm not a fan no. of this multiple captain everyone needs to be a captain because i feel like what happens is you 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 disperse responsibility and nobody's going to stand up and actually take on that responsibility because everyone's going to try and hide behind everybody else not a fan of this everyone's everyone needs to be a captain malarkey you need to have somebody that's you know that's going to lead from the front he's going to take responsibility for mistakes or anything that goes on on the team during a game you need to a guy that's going to step up and be counted in, even in a conversation with the referee over a free kick, he, he needs to be there. He needs to be talking. He, he needs to be communicating to every single person in every single situation. And we just don't really have that yet. I. Uh, we, so if we take, if we obviously, the, you know, who is, who, who does even have, is it Lacazette that's captain now? Right,
2: I was going to yeah. say that. Have we actually officially? No, we haven't officially. New... No, I don't think so. It's think been so. what five, six weeks since he, yeah, got stripped I don't of think it? so. And this is what I mean. I'm, I'm still named a new person, so exactly. I mean, we're, and so keep... we're giving it to Lacazette who, yeah, is out of contract he's leaving the club in the at summer, the end of the season and yeah. he could any day now sign a pre club agreement to go somewhere else, couldn't he? So, he's uh, yeah, tech... as long
1: as it's not Prem, yeah, yeah, he can, yeah, yeah.
2: abroad. So he's you know, the. At the moment, the captain—I think he's probably been captain more than anyone else since um, Abayang got froze out. So, you know, the captain of Arsenal Football Club could, is probably in negotiations to leave.
1: Yeah, no, uh, yes, I. So, who would we choose as captain? If, if, okay, so let's let's say that we all have the powers that be, everyone in the chat as well. Uh, I know that we've all got an answer to this, but wh- who who would who would we all say right now in this current climate, not six months ago? But right now, in this lead in this in this last ditch effort to get Champions League football and bring that back to Arsenal, who is the person that we want leading by example, day in, day out, just like Nick said with regards to turning up training. Tierney, yes.
2: maybe Ben White, if you're thinking four or five years, if you want someone to be long term, someone I know, you know, someone British. I just think that does help in this country when you've got brisk British players and British captains. I think that especially when you say, you know, leading by example, you know, talking to the referees and stuff like that. I just think that really helps a lot to have a, especially someone at the back as well. You know, I always thought I don't like strikers as captains. I never really have done, even when we gave it to Henri. I just don't think they are never really in a position where they could do anything on the pitch as a captain. You know, they're either, you know, everything that's going on is, behind. you know, for a striker, everything that's happening is behind them, you know, their back. So how are they supposed to influence the game and keep an eye on younger players when they're facing in the other direction most of the time? That's why yeah. a lot of people used to, like everyone used to have a centre-half because they could, you know, where they're standing the majority of time, they could see the whole pitch, read the game, see if people are out of position or getting doubled up on, things like that. But that's why, you know, a full-back or a defender, I think is probably the way to go. So you you'd go to only cap uh, as captain, Danny.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, uh, Matt Matt D'Souza makes a point. A captain is about as important as whether players are allowed to catch up. It's pointless. I think the captaincy in in modern football isn't what it used to be. And when when Theo Walcott gets the captain's armband because it's his birthday, then you know that it's uh, it just gets part. I mean, sometimes you can have the captain's armband passed yeah, around three club, or four times. That's
1: the club uh, diluting the power of yeah. the captaincy. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, there was that, that old tradition.
1: Well, there was that old age tradition before current football, uh, before current times, when the captain used to choose whether we were going to have long sleeve or short sleeve. Now, a lot of people outside of football would look at that and go, that sounds ridiculous. But I thought it was actually quite poignant because it gets everyone singing off the same hymn sheet as much as it is a material thing. But it's a choice that the captain has. It's some power that he's got to be able to influence the very small minutia of the game. I, I really liked the very simple things uh, sometimes. I think they work well. And we lost that many years ago when we kept on having people who wanted to go against the grain, go against the kind of ethos of what the club direction was going and where different as opposed to what the captain had said. So I miss those little traditions where we get everybody working together and uh, on the same on the same idea. There should just be one captain, one vice captain. That's it. That five captain nonsense is bollocks. But I don't think that's going to
0: really make any difference because it's not going to stop the likes of Big Bob Holding and Ramsdale shouting and screaming at everybody, which they do. But like, like, um, who said it? Thunder said because Jack is our real captain. He's the one who acts like a captain more than any other on the pitch. But it seems that the Premier League are, are trying to trying to kill him off. Um, who was the captain in West Ham, Villa, or? Uh, I don't know. I don't take any notice of it. Last proper captain me me was BFG. No, I don't agree with that. He was too quiet. Yeah, he's
2: got a point there. I mean, if you remember, go back to, you know, years ago, we could probably name pretty much every captain in the Premier League and some of the big clubs in Europe now. I I mean, we haven't actually got one at the moment, have we? I don't know who the captain of United is, or I think Jordan Henderson's the captain of Liverpool and he hardly plays. I don't really know who else is captain because like i said i don't think it matters as much but does it not matter as much because the clubs don't want it to matter i mean as a captain you should be able to organize and you know change anything on the pitch would arteta even allow you know a formation change or someone to swap positions because a captain on the pitch says that's what i want to do wouldn't, wouldn't no. arteta even allow that
0: no he wouldn't got a quote here from rudy from arteta on match of the day uh, on arsenal's january transfer plans he says in this market things are complicated that's basically a shut up i'm not talking to you about it um what else was there there's uh yeah people are making good points about the captaincy but like um matt you matt's asked this question i'll save that for later can we finish top six because i'll uh, do that at the end of the show um uh, other clubs are signing our captains. Uh, yeah, like divan says, uh, if Xhaka had stayed captain, he would have been sold by now. Other clubs love signing our <laughs> captains. Yeah, that's uh, that's very true. Um, this one is from Thunder. How come Westwood didn't get a second yellow? Well, because he wasn't Xhaka and he wasn't playing for Arsenal. We were saying that all the way through the game. That would have been a yellow. That'd have been a yellow. Lennon's attack on on Saka right near the end of the game. That should have been a yellow. Just, just the Premier League and the referees just not giving a shit. Got a quote here from from Rudy. Arteta says Arsenal are going to Dubai. Quotes: We're going to go away and have a training camp away with a different environment. That's They're linking amazing. up with Willian. <laughs> 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 he's off. He's playing for Corinthians in Brazil now, isn't he? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Nick, Nick is a, um, a a training camp in Dubai. We've got eight eight days until our, I think they said eight days until our next game. Was that it's right? Into-
1: Tenth of February. Yeah, oh, that's, good. Like eight, 18,
0: 18, that's
1: eighteen. Yeah, tenth yeah. of February is our next game. That's at the, the Molyneux. Wow.
2: Well, it depends yes. how you look at it. We could say, oh, change of environment, warm weather, training, and all that. The people who want to use it to knock us and say, look, they're going on holiday. You know, it's just it's just how it is. I mean, obviously, this was planned weeks ago. You know, but I don't know. It depends. I mean we've got so much time to get ready for the next game. Was it the 10th of February? We'll know if this has actually worked or done anything good. You know, once we come back within 10, 15 minutes into that game, we'll know if that's done well, because pretty much that's it now. With This is now the run into top four. We've got no other competitions apart from the Premiership. This is all we've got at the moment. And I think Deacon said earlier, it isn't just about this season getting top four, you know, what's this going to be, what, five seasons we haven't been in the Champions League? But is it yeah. this or next season if we don't get into there? And you've got to think how big that is. I was already talking about players not really wanting to come to us because we're not, you know, a Champions League club anymore. But we've got sponsorship deals that are going to be renewed, not just, you know, like Emirates and Adidas and things like that. And these companies they're not going to say oh well, we're going to give you more money now you're not in Europe at all they're going to be negotiating for less money and things like that so this season could be so important for Arsenal getting into top four you know in the long run because yeah we might get whatever 50 60 million whatever tv money through Champions League that could end up costing us that and double over the next five years in sponsorship money if we don't get there and like I say, it'll cost us players coming in and possibly players wanting to leave because, you know, you look at Smith-Rowe, Saka, people like that. Are they really going to want to stay at a club that keeps finishing eighth every season? Another club's going to come knocking and Saka, you know, when he goes away to England, you know, it happened with Ashley Cole, they're going to be saying, oh, Pep ah, will Whispers, you, or whispers, wants whispers. You. Of yeah, and then that's what happens. And we're not—if we're not going to, you know, be competitive and show ambition and try and do that, we are going to lose our best players, and we could be in for a lot of trouble.
0: Um, another quote uh, Bernadette says uh, we need to get back in Champions League or our young players will be off if mid-table mediocrity goes on that's very right Rudy's got a quote here from Arteta on whether Aubameyang will train with the team in Dubai Arteta says a quote we'll see the situation I don't know um, D the last five oh my mother's here the last five games one goal in five five games before that 19 goals how is that just down to fitness and injury and illness? And can is it that simple?
1: I think we we had a couple of games postponed. Uh, did we have two games or was it just the one game? Was it kind of uh, I can't remember now if we had two games postponed, but I feel like that kind of may uh, may have it's, it's a difficult time as well. Uh, it's congested, and 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 then obviously now that we've got 18 games uh sorry 18 days without a game i think that's uh that's not going to be helping us um i think there's been uh a lot of issues around the obama situation as well that's that's going to be awkward uh we didn't um what well, we didn't have did pa- party didn't even miss a premier league game did he apart from no he played no he, he was no he would have missed burnley he's missed burnley um, but he uh, he hasn't missed yeah, a game. That Premier was through his suspension, wasn't it? that was we? yeah. No, of course, of course. But uh, you know, he's he's. A, I was going to say maybe Afcon, but I'm feeling like that didn't really affect us as much as we thought it would. Um, we all thought it was going to be the end of the world. Who the hell are we going to play? And then when Ainsley Manette Niles went on loan to Roma, we were just like, I'm confused. Um, you know, Jack is too unpredictable at the moment, as per you. I'm going to be honest, I don't really have an answer for you, Danny, in regards to why we've only scored one goal in the last five games. Um, Maybe it's just a mixture of everything that's got on top of uh, Arsenal, but I'm going to be honest, I have genuinely no idea. Nick, I don't know if you've got any idea as to why we are playing so badly at the moment, because it's definitely not what I thought we would be going into the new year with.
2: Well, I think that's, that is, like you say, five games. That's pretty much when Abamian got, you know, frozen out. And yeah, his goals have dried up a bit, but that's not to say that when he plays, he does not cause problems. People, you know, defenders fear him. People, you know, mark him extra tightly. You know, people could double up a mark because they know he's a good player. And when he's on, he's, you know, one of the best strikers in Europe. So... You know, even if he doesn't score, he might take one or two players out of the game, you know, who defended him, to give space and time to other players to score. I mean, you know, we don't really watch that as much. But I I honestly think as down to Aubameyang going why the goal's drawn. Not just him, but throughout the whole side. The last four years, like I said, we've been built around Aubameyang. And we can't just turn that off because... Him and Arteta have had a fallen out with a non negotiable that they won't say what he's done. I mean, if it's so bad what he's done, just come out and tell us. And then we'll know that he's never, he's either coming back or he's never going to play for us again.
1: It's a weird situation. It's a really weird situation. Yeah. I think the annoying thing is, as well, with social media now, so prevalent in our everyday lives, I'm not even talking about just football, but it feels like, there's just so much information out there. Like you said earlier, Nick, um, I think we we're not even recorded, but the, because they've not released any information about the Abamiang situation, we're just making things up and it could potentially yeah. be worse or not as bad. Or So communication is key. I feel like, as I said, we're not, it's not the clubs. It's not about the fans anymore. It's more about the franchise. It's about money making. It's about what, what club is bringing in the most revenue and the most rep. Um, thanks for covering gentlemen. when my mum's here just telling me her life story she wants me some oh, green mate. tea gives I'm me the shit oh,
0: yeah but listen I, I agree with everything both of you said it's uh so um i don't think people want to talk about this all day we've been doing nearly half now and uh the game was an absolute nightmare. Um,
1: let's, but... uh, let's be honest. We we haven't even, we haven't done a breakdown of like the game at all. We've not spoken about the game because there's literally nothing to talk about. Nobody struggled it. through the middle of the park mm-hmm. because he didn't have enough depth uh, there to, and support with us, uh, another clinical central midfielder because we're just light and we, and we've not gone in the market. Um, uh, Martinelli and, and Saka, you know, working their asses off as per usual. Saka getting clattered everywhere, left, right and center. And, uh, and and Lacazette not being in the places because he has to drop deep because of the midfield partnership, which therefore he's no longer in the position to needed uh, needed to be for Martin to get on the end of Martinelli and Saka's uh, crosses and cutbacks. Um, overall, it was the, 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 one of the worst games I've watched this season, uh, just as bad as Brighton. Um, uh, and Brighton are a much better side than than Burnley at the moment, that's for sure. And uh, even Ramsdale had a bit of a howler in the first half as well, where he kind of double. F- Kind of used both his fists to get the ball from a corner, uh, and it went off the back of one of our own players and nearly went into, you know, towards the goal. Anyway, it was it was boring. We ended up having conversations about uh, Guy Ritchie films because we were that <laughs> genuinely bored of watching an Arsenal team when they just don't click. So yeah, you're right, Danny. What's why? Why? I've
0: oh, no idea,
1: um, Nick. we said uh, Nick, do you
0: hold any hope that when Pepe comes back, he's having a pretty decent AFCON, got through to the quarterfinals, I think it is, scored two goals in his last game, and like formerly Inosa says, um, hold on, don't worry, Pepe will come back and rescue us. Uh, do you, think th-
1: you might as well have put Kappa at the end. That's the laughing, crying face. <laughs> That's literally Kappa right there. But do
0: you- Do you think there's any chance that Pepe could come back and do anything, or do do you think he's in the fiesta with uh, with a bummy young and who else is in the fiesta?
1: They're having a great time. They're going to Dubai, mate. They're getting eighteen day holiday in Dubai. (laughs) Look at at, hold on before
0: you answer that, Nick. Look at Thunder. He listens. Welbeck and Ox scored. Danny's FPL is doing bits. It is because in the podcast one, I only put ex Arsenal players in there. That's got some points. Excellent. So Nick, will Pepe come and save us? No,
2: because he come back and Arteta will just leave him on the bench. And like I say, I mean, you say what you want about Pepe. Yeah, he's a bit inconsistent, and he does go missing from time to time. But he's a goal scorer. You can't deny he does score goals as much as many as we'd want him to. Probably not, but but from midfield, I mean, he probably if he if we actually played him, he'd get into double figures most season. I think he has been in double figures most like the seasons he's been there. He's, uh, he's not mean, been
0: terrible, has he? He's not yeah. gone full of Bamiyang at any point. No, no, he hasn't. I just don't he know hasn't. why Arteta's
2: dropped him. And Because you know, Eddie and Ketty is really just...
1: good
0: coming off the wing.
1: What are you talking yeah. about? Don't really be so silly, Pepe. Nick. You can look see what the... Eddie and Ketty can do from the left. He's lightning. Last season. I'm headers from Eddie six yards.
2: Kettier. Eddie and Nketiah can't score from one yard out a header. He put it out for a throw in. But he got that
1: hat-trick against that League Two side. What are you talking about? That's where he should be playing. <laughs> right, he, look found at this. he found his level. He found his <laughs> level, as did Pepe.
0: <laughs> Pepe last season, Nick, 16 goals in 47 games. That's the saying. season before that, 8 in 42. And this season, he's got 2 in 12. Mm-hmm. It's more of the same, really, isn't it?
2: Yeah. But that's um, you know what like, I'm saying. Though, the last year and a bit, you know, the last, well, full year, you know, half of last season and this season, Arteta just doesn't fancy him anymore drop them, and if you're going to, you know,
0: take someone out, Might change
1: his hairstyles or something, maybe <laughs> change his cologne. <laughs> maybe.
0: Um, right, so a few man? more of these comments. Pepe M. Um, Winston says Pepe has got more chance of doing something than Eddie has agreed with that. Yeah. Um, here Rudy says he does score goals, unfortunately, not for Arsenal. Uh, Maestro Chan, friend of Deke, says Ninketia is struggling in the under 23s. Yes, stop playing. And uh, Divyon has come up with one yard is too easy for Eddie. He doesn't bother with them. (laughs) And Julio says (laughs) Pepe (laughs) end product is appalling. And uh, oh, here we go. Rudy is put, how can people be talking about Young scoring goals when he was just as awful since he signed a new contract?
1: I don't know. I don't agree with the Pepe as, and I'm not Pepe's fan, but I don't agree. I think his end product is probably his strongest game part of his game. His dribbling ability is not there. He can't link up play. He can't pass. But if you give him a ball in the box and he just all he has to do is kick the ball at the goal, he's very. I think he's actually quite clinical. Probably one one of the more clinical players at the club. He's definitely if Abam. I don't like your not the penalty taker. If Pepe or Lacazette's on the on the on the pitch, I'm going to want Pepe to take the penalties. I don't know about you guys. I think he's quite clinical. I think this is. I think that's the strongest part of his game. He always, even when he's in motion, he looks like he's kicking the ball from a dead ball position because he he stops it dead in its tracks and and the curling and stuff. I just I, I think so. I think he's one of his strongest parts personally.
0: Very very decent player. On you've got a player to play to the player's strengths though, which we're not doing with Lacazette. We're not we doing didn't. with with Pepe. But I think yeah, but Avon, we didn't do it
1: with Giroud either. And Giroud
0: turned yeah. up. Avon makes a good point here. Midfield red cards haven't helped. Now, Agreed. if we'd have had a choice of Xhaka and or party, we wouldn't be in all the troubles that we've got now because if you've got nothing coming through the midfield, not breaking up play, not getting the ball, not allowing Odegaard to go and do the job that he wants to do, then you're not going to be able to do, break teams down, and score goals and that lot. And we've seen that Odegaard can't play in central midfield next to La We need a Party. we need a Xhaka, we need someone like that. So I think once we get these players back, things are going to be looking a little bit better Oh, Petito's there. Howdy-doody. Laconga offers nothing. I know he is young, but his positioning is awful.
1: Yeah, I was saying that in the game, he wasn't finding any space of any kind. He was constantly being uh, rubbed out by two Burnley players at any given point. Constantly. And we had an answer, Nick, from...
0: Have you noticed that the back of the socks on loads of the players, they've got cuts in them. We found out what that's for. I don't know. Do you want to know? i do want to know that's, uh, that's it's more for people interesting that got yeah. big calf muscles the socks um mean you'll get a dead foot because the blood flow doesn't get through because our josh has to do that with his socks because he's a, the a cyclist and he's uh thinks he's um doing uh what does he do um uh, like the tour de France stuff but that kind of bike and so well, Josh blood transfusions blood transfusions <laughs> no, that's Lance Armstrong. No, <laughs> he has big, th- big calves, and so players with big calves struggle with the socks. They cut the hole in the back, so all those socks are ruined. Absolute shame. Well, let's do a few more comments. Divian says, "AMN is the best penalty taker we have in our ranks, and now he's gone. There are too many second best at the club, including Laka Odegaard and Pepe." And Rudy and
1: I had the best penalties at the club. How do we know this? What? I think he scored one. What? I don't know. That was a very very bold statement. I need some stats to back that one up.
0: That's hilarious. You need to defend yourself there. Rudy says, Giroud has scored some vital goals for Arsenal and assisting them. He was better off for us than, yeah. But I think the point that that Deke was making is that when we we were football we're playing now, we need someone who can head them in. And we didn't play that kind of football under Wenger. It was all tippy-tappy. It was was tippy-tacker.
1: Yeah. But, uh, you know, Giroud, Giroud had the ability to uh, to adapt, you know, creating some of the more entertaining goals we've seen in a long time, like Jack Wilshire's goal against Norwich. You know, that goal we watch on replay all the time. And, and Giroud was pivotal for that moment. And that shows his ability that he could do that with his feet. But we're desperate for that kind of player now. He's never missed a... <laughs> well, he's if, he's, if he's taken one and scored one, then never all right, one. fine. He's 100% I've, success rate. Fine. I've, I've taken one. I've taken
0: zero ever and I'm 100%. Right, we've only got one question so far because I'm getting a bit bored now and I might need to go and have a, um, lay lay my daily egg because the game was so bad it's giving me the shits. Uh, Matt D'Souza <laughs> asks, can we finish top six? This is the issue, Nick. Can
2: we? Yeah, I still think we can get top six, but that's not good enough. We're You know, considering we've had no Europe at all this season, we should be going yep, for fourth. Indeed. And United and Tottenham have both had their winter blip or whatever you call it, you know, got rid of Matt, both have sacked their managers and don't look well. And now I know we've got, uh, I think we've got a game in hand, a United possibly too, or was today's game in hand. You know, we should be 10 points ahead of both of those at the moment, probably, you know, for how, poorer season they've had for whatever reasons and like I said they're pretty much level if not same as points as us so what's if you know if they're terrible and sacked their managers and had you know winter blips and we're you know similar points to them what have we had True, sure,
0: deep what do
1: you think about that I uh, Nick's completely natty uh, we, we all know that we should be doing better we've got no European football to be worrying about no double games no none no, no no uh, Wednesday or even Thursday games and then it being on a sat on a Sunday or whatever and stretching the week there's no excuse the, the, the well, I say there's no excuse there's no excuse there but there, there is the excuse of that we're a young gelling team we're youngest in the prem we've obviously got an idea of how we want to play football um, but if we want to keep this project going and, and prove that it's the correct direction of which to go then Champions League football I think is exa- is paramount. With the, with the, with the young and up and coming, promising players that we've got, if we want to be able to keep hold of these guys, we need to be doing Champions League. I don't think Europa League is going to be enough anymore. Not that we had it for had it for the last two years, but but you, you see what I mean. I don't think Europa League is going to be able to be a big enough band aid to deal with the wound that we've got. We need a Champions League band aid, bigger, stronger, more durable. We need something that can that can prove that this is the correct direction. And Champions League football is the only way I think we're going to be able to do this. League,
2: especially with uh, you know these younger players that, you know, if we get into the Europa League, most of our first team ain't going to play until the knockout stages, if then. But just think how much better, you know, and how much experience they could get playing the best teams in Europe. You know, the things they can pick up from just, you know, being part of those games. They're not going to get anything and get any experience from being in, you know, Europa League We'll probably end up playing, you know, a lesser European side in those competitions anyway.
0: Right, there you go. Um, I think we'll end the show with this from Bernadette. says, top six would be classed as a failure for me. No excuse for not getting top four this season. Oh, actually, we've got a question from Russ Morgan. How do we rectify the clear issue we have with in-game discipline? Too many red cards. Come on, Russ, you didn't get one today. We've only had three out of the last four games. I think... Haven't we had like 14 red
1: cards since Arteta's been in charge? Is it something like that? <sighs> yeah, it's 15 now. Is it 15? Okay. No. 15 is it, red cards since Arteta's been in charge of Arsenal Football Club. The highest in the Premier in, League at the moment.
0: They don't know what's going on. They get angry. Like, like today, we saw Arteta running down the side of the pitch, screaming at everyone, waving his arms, get back, get back! At times they must think oh, I've had enough of this. If I get myself sent off, I'm gonna to have to put out every shit for the next three games. I think no I, idea. I think,
1: I think having, sorry, sorry. I think having a player like uh week in, week out with the boy who cried wolf, aka granite Xhaka, is definitely not gonna put you in the correct books. You know, you're setting an example there. The guy uh, you know, dishonored the the captain's armband. I know a few people in the chat are not. Uh, as 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 hyped up about the, captain, the captaincy band uh, as in today's football, but I still feel like it's got a very a rich uh, history in in traditional football, and it should be treated with a little bit more respect than it is right now. Especially with our, uh, well, our ex captain Abamyang, um, and the set and the standards he set. It's not it's not about what's on your arm; it's about the standards that set that the follow the team lead. You might not re- you might not think that the captain's armband is is, is prominent now, or or is more as important. But it's what it's the guy that sets the standard, and Yang's not set the standard for the last however long, you know, doing what he's been doing, gallivanting and 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 just just not being a captain, really. To be honest with you, um, I I just think uh, that's that's got to be one of the major issues, has to be, has to be with regards to that. So, you know, and and therefore just riddles and riddles the club with disciplinary, disciplinary issues, um, and just. I think that, as well as the Jacker thing, keeping him in the side, I just you're just constantly. That's the, that's the, isn't that the, isn't that the definition of insanity, doing the same thing and expecting different results? That is. That's Arteta with Jacker. I'm sorry. As much as we might not have the depth, we're in a window right now. Go and get the depth. Don't then loan out Ainsley Mate, and Niles, who's done a job there in the last couple of months. How,
0: how many games would he have played started for us in the last three or four weeks? He would have been... I, I,
1: I rate Ainsley mettner as a central midfielder. I think he's got a great engine on him and he's got an ability to carry the ball. Um, okay, he might not have the passing range of, of say, Xhaka or Lakonga, but he's got more experience. He's got the engine. So that's the reason why we're picking up so many reds. It's an obscene amount of reds, but that's the only things I can really think of. You
2: know, I just indeed. think it comes down to like I say reputation and things like that because I don't think any Arsenal support or even most of the other clubs would say Arsenal are a dirty side. I don't think
1: the, the red cards what... are because of lack of discipline or uh, nothing malicious, but just like missed time challenges or mistakes. Just well,
2: I get, I get that, Dig. But I'm just saying in general when you think over the course, you know two-and-a-bit seasons of Arteta, I don't think we've been a dirty club. I mean, you look at it, you know, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it works out. I just think we're a bit stupid where we make the fouls. You know, we always leave it too late where we're last man and we always leave it to the same two or three players to make the fouls, like a Shaka and people like that and defenders and stuff like that. Plus... You know, also has reputation. We don't play the media at the game as well. I mean, look at today. What was it what was it? What, the bloke who should have been sent off in the first half, he made the exact, if not worse, you know, second yellow card. Even though he didn't get it, as remember Gabriel against Man City, he just ran into the bloke on the halfway line, and this guy had his arms up, and he didn't even, you know, he didn't get even get a talking to. Yet our players like. You know, Gabriel two fouls, two yellows. Last game, party came back. He's on the pitch three minutes. Two fouls, two yellows. We don't ever seem to get a player get a caught, co- you know, talking to. Is it because those are foreign players and these are British players on the pitch? I don't know. You know, that's people might get a bit angry with that. It could be something to do with that. And maybe it's just how we play. Maybe we don't give them enough jelly bait you know, the refs enough jelly babies in in their in their rooms. We don't, you know, maybe we're too mean to them. maybe we've got to, you know, kiss a few more, you know, kiss referees' asses a bit more to get some of these decisions. I, I, I just don't you know, we've had bad discipline for years at Arsenal. but I wouldn't say throughout the last twenty years, no one would say Arsenal are a dirty side. We'd say we're a soft side, which we've set so I don't know why we get as many cards as we do. It's gotta be like I say, something wrong throughout the club or the premiership.
1: Someone did make a really interesting comment in the chat um, about who collects the fines these days. I'm very interested to see who potentially could be doing that. Oh, uh, you know, like There's <laughs> a standard amount from Jack. <laughs> every month the same Someone, amount. So somebody gets selected at Arsenal to be the guy that literally goes up to people and requests uh, the fine? Depending, he gets told by Arteta or whoever, and then that person goes to the player and demand and and requests the fine from that player um, as a sort as a as a form of uh, respect. Um, And I'll be interested because I think there is a massive leadership um, issue. Um, No one's leading by example. Everyone's kind of scuttling around, not taking uh, responsibility for anything. Um, You know, no individual respect or anything like that because there's a massive leadership issue. And that's probably one of the, that's, that's another little reason um, and another little brick towards uh, what we're trying to figure out here and what's going wrong.
0: Yes, right. We've been going 45 minutes. think we're going to leave it there because quite frankly, I'm bored of talking about this goddamn awful game and whatsoever. I think in um, <laughs> Bernadette puts the fines funded the Dubai trip. I think the fines would fund a trip around the world for the entire players for the rest of the season. Oh dear! Well, hopefully, fingers crossed. Before the next game, we'll um, we'll have a few more players in. Um, even if it's online, looks so like Arthur yeah, from Juventus got, might come
1: in. We've got a week. We've got less. Uh, We've got about a week, a week and a couple of days before the transfer window closes. We desperately need oursel- ourselves a central midfielder and a what striker. Strikes ab- on parity. Uh, doesn't it just close on the 30, 30th? No, twenty eighth. Uh, I don't know. No, sorry, uh, it's thirty first, isn't it? Hold on. Wouldn't it just be thirty hmm. first? Yeah, thirty first, eleven o'clock. Wouldn't it? That's be on Monday. It's it's on Monday the so. first
0: it closes. Uh, I don't know. Um, anyway, for we'll, we'll find out. Anyway. And, if uh, it's on a we'll Sunday, do
2: don't. But I don't. Don't everyone get too mad because you know we know what these transfer windows are like. Everything happens the last week, Agreed. or the last few days. No one has really signed anyone yet. I don't. I don't even. City and Chelsea, I don't think they're, you know, and they've got unlimited money, you know, they could pretty much buy whoever they want. They haven't bought anyone at all, you know, so it's it's going to be like the domino effects. So like, we will agree to buy blah, 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 blah yeah. whatever his name is, but they don't want to sell him to us until they've got a replacement, so they'll buy a player, but they don't want to, sell, you know, buy him until they get a replacement. So it's it's, it's not just about sorting out two contracts or one contract you know there could be a chain of about 10 players linked in with him that they're trying to get sort out so we'll just have to see and i don't know if danny's got any transfer day deadline pods planned maybe well
0: it's always my mum's birthday on the 1st of february so i can't do stuff but it seems like they're doing it on the uh the 31st which is going to be a monday the 31st so, we might do uh, an all day stream of uh, just talking nonsense and getting angry when we signed absolutely nobody that we needed. Yes. Right. So, um, I'm going to go now. That, that was 45, 49 minutes longer than we needed to go. We should just come on and go. On. <laughs> Bollocks. And no, go just on. come on and just go. Yeah. <sighs> uh, God, so, so annoying. We all got out of bed and we've all. Uh, just done stuff and we could have just sat there and and, and watched uh, nobody uh on on Netflix great film
1: yeah if you them. haven't seen nobody
0: it's a great film it is indeed right people i'm gonna go thank you very much deke for doing double duty today it's usually nick who does double duty
1: no problem where can people find you there uh, <laughs>
0: that's at deacon justified on twitter for the people at home in the bus and on the toilet or in the bath because yeah. it's a sunday yes. happy bath day everybody uh oh, exactly. nick what are you uh? What are you up to lately? What are you playing on your Twitch? What rubbish games are you playing? I was playing Resident Evil today. Your favorite Eef, game, scumbag. You I, I told you, got they were doing flat out games one, two, three, and four, which includes Ultimate Carnage, which is number four, which is an amazing game. It was about four quid. I told you get get them, play them. You might get people watching you rather than all those horror fans watching you doing either horror or Japanese nonsense. I don't like driving games. It's not what you like, Nick. It's what the people want. It's that, it's either that or a hot tub stream—your choice. Those aren't. You I want to see anymore. me in a hot tub? No, Those I aren't. do not. <laughs> Unless we're <it's a> <laughs> chucking in some cabbages and some um, bratwurst and making a soup out of you. They're me your gammy leg. We don't want that soup. We'd all get ill. Anyway, we're waffling 31st, on now.
1: Thirty-first of Jan, twenty-three yeah. fifty-nine. Apparently, Carnage has put yeah that's it
0: so we might do a, a transfer deadline day show right so um we're gonna go thank you very much to everybody in the chat thank you much to deke and nick and we will be back probably oh, now i've got to try and arrange a podcast for these fucking scumbags in the chat they don't even reply i don't even i don't even know much me me on my own drinking tea i don't even I reply. tea otherwise. huh i always reply Actually, someone did say they were free this week. Anyway, well, it'll be a surprise who's on. It'll be a surprise, everybody. She got that to look forward to. Oh, everyone's saying cheers and thanks. And, uh, yeah, lovely jubbly. And that is the end of the show. Thank you very much for watching. If you're new, give it a thumbs up. If you liked it, give it a subscribe. If you didn't, go to the Gooners pod and give them a thumbs down. And we will see you later. at the Arsenal. As soon as I scored that goal, I was
2: fucking
0: livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.